Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Drink it in, man. Deep left side carry on, picks up a block, at the five, at the two. At the one to the end zone, touchdown Detroit Lions. Drink it in, man. Get up, Stafford throws. It is end zone. Caught! Oh, baby, what a catch! Kenny Galladay, you're a freak! What a catch! Touchdown Detroit Lions! I love the Lions. Say it with me. I love the Lions. Drink it in. Welcome to the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, everybody. This is Griff coming to you. It's here on Friday. It's been another beautiful week here in the state of Michigan. Nice and mild, but it is heating up this weekend. It's going to be sunny, though, so uh, get outside. You know, Go play in your yard. Do a few things with your kids um, before you really get into the football season, if uh, we're going to have one. But uh, that way your kids uh, are still around, and you can play you know, football with them, You know, toss the ball around, uh, maybe go for a walk around your neighborhood. But uh, it's one of those things where it's going to be nice. It's going to be that fall-like temperature that we're all kind of looking forward to, especially with training camp starting. So, as always, TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. Um, A couple things I want to start here with. uh, With training camp starting up, uh, Bob Quinn said that uh, they will be bringing the 90 players to training camp, which means they're going to have to have a little more of a split squad. You know, a lot of the rookies will be working out with some of the younger people, and then the veterans will be working together. I'm not quite for sure if this is good or bad for the team. I know Bob Quinn said that uh, everyone that uh, is at training camp is there for a purpose, obviously trying to make the team, uh, and they're obviously trying to get the best roster available that they can. Um, it's one of those strange things. I know uh, Derek's spoken about it on uh, his uh, Believe in Lions podcast that uh, he's looked at the back end of the roster and he knows there's, he knows there's guys there that you know don't really stand a chance of making the team. So why don't we just cut them from the from the start and that way you can kind of work everybody out together as opposed to having you know the two separate squads. Um, with that being said, I have to agree with him on that. I think there's a lot of guys that get brought to camp, especially longer camps where there's a lot more hitting, where you're playing the four preseason games, where a lot of your stars, obviously, they don't play during the during the uh, preseason games a lot of the time. But even maybe that second-tier guy where they don't get as many reps because trying to keep them healthy because they, I don't want to say for lack of a better term, they kind of know they're going to be on the roster. So it's all those young guys out there trying to get the tape, you know, that are out there on the preseason games that get a lot of the playing time. But you you ultimately know that these guys really don't stand a chance of making the team. So it sounds cold and heartless to say, yeah, just get rid of them. I, I realize this is their dream, probably since their dream since they were little kids. But um, if they can go out there, you know, maybe get some footage for some other teams. I don't know. It's just it's one of the, it's just an odd off season with everything going on. And I think it would almost be better for the team if everyone was able to practice together. 
as best as possible having fewer guys there at training camp than having a couple different split squads. I realize there's points where, you know, Matt Patricia, they can say, okay, we want to see this group, and they bring out uh, different guys at different times, and they can set it up that way, as opposed to, like, you're in Group A and you're in Group B. I understand that, but I think the more you get to work with the guys, especially the way this offseason has been, the better it's going to be for the Lions. So I can see Bob Quinn's point of view. I don't necessarily agree with it, but he's the one who gets the big, you know, get paid the big bucks, you know, by the Fords to go out there and put the best squad that uh, they can together. So I'm just happy, you know, something's going to be starting back up. I mean, there's no preseason games, so there will be a lot of work. Uh, Some other teams, you know, are out there starting as well. You know, saw something saying, you know, Tom Brady had a great first practice with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm sure, you know, we're going to be hearing the same stuff just as soon as the lines are able to get out there on the practice field. You know, so-and-so look good. This person look good. You know, I think anybody's just looking for a tidbit of good news right now, you know, with uh, football. So any little bit we're going to hang our hat on. We're just going to be salivating for, you know, what's going on? What's the news? What's happening? You know, who's healthy? Anybody dinged up? You know, something like that. We're just all jonesing for right now. So even though they got the 90 guys in, some of the guys that are going to get released, cut, we're never going to see, you know, or hear from again. You know, it's just one of those things we'll just have to deal with. It's not affecting us. Obviously, sitting back waiting for football. So training camp's here. 90 guys doesn't affect us being there, but... I would much rather have them just cut those last 10 and just go in with a smaller group. That way the guys can practice a little more together. A little more good news this week was um, everybody that we saw last week that Matt Stafford was put in the protocol with the the COVID-19 test. Um, There was a lot of rumors out there. It's like, you know, did he test positive? You know, what happens is you can either be put in if you've you know been in contact with somebody that that you know has been tested positive or if you tested positive yourself. So he was put in it, but then later that earlier this week it came out that it was a false positive, so he was eligible to go back on to the team in practice. Um, and when I first heard that, I'm like, oh great, good, he didn't have it. That's good. You know, we can go out there and practice. But then it seems like whenever you hear like, oh, it's false positive. It makes you think, well, can he still get it then? You know, is it going to be like one of those things like in week three, week four? You know, it's like, oh, Matt Stafford tested positive for COVID. So it's just like we're kind of kicking ourselves, you know, going, dang, you know. It's like, oh, we almost kind of wish he had it at that point. I never wish that on anybody anyway, but uh, I'm glad he's healthy and happy, especially with his family. And it's just one of those things now. It's just I hope it doesn't um, – I hope everything's okay and everything gets under wraps so this doesn't – coming later where he has to miss time later in the season especially you know like Derek and I both feel the team's going to be you know good this year much improved so the Lions need Matt Stafford to be on the field for this team to go where they want to go so you know good for him I'm glad he's healthy and I'm you know I'm glad that's uh that he's able to go out there and practice when the practice does start up um Let's do this. Uh, before I get going into other things, uh, let's take a pause for the cause here and uh, be right back. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. 
Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, once again, this is Griff coming at you. It's here on Friday, and uh, if you want to touch base with me, if you if you disagree on anything, you can hit me up, hit me up on Twitter. I'm at, at Griffka DKC. That's at G R I F K A D K C. Feel free to call in the line there. It's a nine eight nine. 272-3484. Once again, 989-272-3484. Call in, text in, any questions. Uh, once again, uh, we'll read them uh, on the show. Or if you want to call and see if we can get you even on air, that's a possibility. Me and Derek have been kicking around to see if we can work that out. But um, the thing I really I want to talk about, I'm not trying to make it an all-COVID show, but this uh, I saw this question on Twitter. And I, think, I don't know if it was within the lines in general or if anybody, any team in general, if uh, if a team is you know if the season's played either shortened or you know there's a lot of there's a lot of players right now opting out of the season. I mean they are taking a, a small amount of money for it, but it, obviously not their full salary. But somebody's like, should there be an asterisk, you know, next to the the champion saying, well, you won because of this reason? And that's one of those things where I, I've always thought. No, I always thought that was dumb in any sport. You know, shortened season, you know, players injured, you know, something like that. At the end of the day, nobody's going to remember, you know, how you won it, why you won it, what else was going on. You know, 10 years from now, I mean, if the Lions were winning the Super Bowl, you know, this year, 10 years from now, we're just going to be like, hey, remember when the Lions won their first Super Bowl? Oh, that was great, awesome. I mean, you know, all of us are just going to be, you know, you and your friends are going to be sitting around just reminiscing about what a great year it was. But you're not going to sit there and go, well, yeah, that was the year they had COVID, though. So, uh, you know, so-and-so opted out. You know, a lot of New England Patriots opted out. You know, you know stuff like that. Nobody's going to care. And so just go out there and win. And I, I think I responded to something on Twitter saying, who cares who, who, you know, what players opt out? I, I understand, you know, why they have it, you know, medical reasons, um, birth of children, you know, uh, you know, they just don't feel comfortable with it. So they'd rather set out the season than, than not chance it. I get it. I'm, I'm all for it. I, I, I got it. I, I completely understand, but I don't think it really cheapens a championship. If, if that happens, it's kind of like the same, you know, being said when, you know, major, major players get injured, you know, on other teams, it's just, uh, we all saw what happened with the Lions last year when Matt Stafford went down. I mean, we all, what they, you know, what they were capable of, all those backups with the many injuries. You know, like I said, five years from now, nobody's going to remember, well, you know, Stafford was injured and -and so-and-so was injured. I mean, they're going to look at the record. We're going to look at the record and say, gosh, that was a terrible year. Look how bad they were. And it happens when other teams lose good players as well, and they have bad years. I mean, nobody sits there and goes, well, you know, they were they, they, they were hurt. The, this guy hurt. Nobody cares. The team's fans don't care later on. Um, the year Peyton Manning got hurt for the Colts, and they pretty much tanked. I mean, let's face it, Andrew Luck was out there, and they pretty much tanked that season. You know, I can't remember the quarterback they went into the season with, but the Colts were able to go get Andrew Luck. And, you know, they ended up releasing Peyton Manning. You know, he did have the neck injuries and stuff like that, so it, it kind of worked out. But as Colts fans, they're not sitting there going, oh, we got Andrew Luck. Yeah, we were so bad the year before. Yeah, but Peyton Manning was hurt. I, I don't think they care. And the same way I look at it is if it was to happen to the Lions, if, like, 
Aaron Rodgers opted out for some reason or if he got injured or on Minnesota if like Delvin Cook got hurt and he wasn't there or the Bears if Khalil Mack you know he had to you know sit out the season or if he decided to opt out and that put a big hole in their defense I don't care I never did it's just you know you just kind of roll with it I mean it sounds kind of stupid like the the mantra next man up mantra I don't think it really matters. I mean, nobody's going to remember it. You can look in the media guy. There's not going to be an asterisk next to it saying, well, so-and-so had this guy out. This this guy opted out because of COVID. So it's one of those things, just wish for the best. Hope your team stays healthy. I wish no one do harm on to other players. I don't. If they opt out because of COVID, I mean, you know, they have their reasons. And, I, and I'm perfectly okay with that. But I, I don't want to cheapen a victory for any team with this it's like you went out there and won it i mean you have to kind of think back to other years i mean the year the washington redskins won the super bowl with you know when they beat the miami dolphins that was a strike shortened year there were scab players and some teams you know got victories with, with scab players i mean does anybody remember that yeah you vaguely remember it but nobody brings it up everybody just remembers the super bowl well it was that fourth and one where john riggins you know busted off that long touchdown run when the miami dolphins had the defensive line stack they had everybody up there thinking you know knew, knowing they were going to run the ball but riggins was able to bust off and you know rumble for a touchdown pretty much salt the game away but nobody remembers that was a strike sort season because nobody cares i mean nobody's going to sit back and say oh but do you remember this do you yeah, it was no they won so with everything happening no matter what team wins there's not going to be an asterisk next to it saying so many players either opted out or it was a shortened season. You know, the NFL decided to shorten the season because of it. It, it, it is what it is. I mean, we're strange times right now. So I, I'm not going to be one to say, you know, well, it was because of this. So I hope other Lions fans feel the same way if the Lions, you know, certain key Lions, you know, decide to opt out or if more injury bugs happen. It is what it is at this point. You know, so that's kind of the way I look at it as a Lions fan. So guys like Geronimo Allison, you know, he opted out. Kevin Strong opted out. You know, they have their reasons. Okay, you know, good luck to you. I hope you're healthy. You know, I hope everything works out for you. Maybe you'll be back next year. You know, if the Lions, you know, Bob Quinn decides, you know, okay, let's re-up, let's get this guy, you know, bring him back. Or they may decide to cut you because somebody stepped up in your place and they really like what they did instead. Now, that's a chance they take, but... The guys doing it feel are feel obviously their health and family well-being means more they just don't want to chance it so once again good luck to the good luck to everybody on any team if the guy opts out or not i, I hope everything works out i hope your family stays healthy you know i, I hope you make it through okay but once again i'm, I'm still going to sit out there and root for the lions and um hopefully everything works out there so once again matt stafford i'm glad i'm glad you're good and i'm glad you're out there and and going to help the team, and your family's okay. So I like to hear that stuff, and so nothing's really cheapened by this whole situation. It's just strange times right now. Um, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take one more quick break here before I get into my last topic I want to cover. It might be something that you guys all enjoy. So uh, when we do this, let's take one more short break. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. 
And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Uh, once again, it's Griff coming here on Friday. Um, just wanted to uh, touch base on, uh, if you want to touch base with me on Twitter, hit me up at, at GriffkaDKC. That's at G-R-I-F-K-A-D-K-C. Or call or text the, uh, the line there. It's on 989-272-3484. Um, last thing I want to touch base with today is, uh, start once again, starting to be training camp. And uh, I always get to itch for football movies at this time. So I know there's a lot of good ones out there, and a lot of people can debate me on it, and like which ones I like, which ones you like. But I'm going to go through my top five and give you my top five reasons, or my reasons why these are my top five favorite football movies. Once again, if you disagree with me, agree with me, hit me up on Twitter. You know, I, I'll throw these out there as well, so maybe we can get a little debate from some people. But uh, once again, Twitter is at GrifkaDKC. So um, let's do this. I'm going to count down from uh, five to one, and we're going to go from there. So... Uh, Number five on my list of um, my favorite movies of all time. Um, I know it sounds stupid, but I really like The Waterboy. I know it's just a dumb movie, but it's one of those movies. Anytime it's on TV, I stop and watch it. It's obviously, I I watch it for laughs. I'm not looking for, you know, real in-depth, you know, uplifting movie, even though that's, you know, part of it as well, you know. (laughs) It's so funny. Me and my friends always quote movie lines from it. It's a... I just really enjoy it. I know what it is. I'm not looking for for any anything in really depth, but how can you not like the Water Boy? You know, <laughs> it's just it's just such a funny movie. So many great lines, cameos by um, Bill Cowher, Jimmy Johnson sitting up in the stands. It's it's just a good movie, and I really enjoy it. So uh, that's number five on my list. Number four on my list. Um, now this one goes way back, and that's Brian's song. It's uh, I'm talking the original with uh, Billy D. Williams, and um, James Con. Uh, once again, that's um, that's uh, Billy D. Williams as Gail Sayers, and James Con is uh, Brian Piccolo. Uh, this was actually originally made for TV movie, and um, I I remember watching it. This is one of my favorites because it's it is kind of uplifting. It's really uplifting actually, but yet still really sad. And I remember watching this movie with with my dad when I was a kid. I remember sitting there on the couch, and it was just on. It was it wasn't the first time it was shown when it originally aired. It was it was later, and it was sometime in the early '80s when I was watching it. And I remember watching it with my dad. And mind you, my dad was in the military, and he was in Vietnam, so he was a he was a pretty tough guy. And um, I didn't see him cry a whole lot, but uh, I just remember at the at the end of that movie, you know, it had already been through the sad part, you know, where Gail Sayers tells the team. That you know, pick as cancer. I mean, that made me. T- that I know that made me cry when I was young. Even now, I still well up when when I see when I watch the movie and I see it. And at the end, where you know, you know, Piccolo obviously dies, and you know, Jack Warden who plays like uh, you know, George Hallis, you know, kind of does the the out the the outing, you know, the little uh, the little uh, exit, you know, speech about him. I mean, that right there, I'll, I'll be bawling like a baby even now, and. And I know when I watched that with my dad, when I saw that, I was just crying so hard. I, I ran out of the living room, and all I can think of is, like, what went through my dad's mind at that point. You know, it was like, either my son's going to be a sissy or something like that. I mean, I know it sounds it sounds dumb and mean, but that, that movie even now makes me cry. Now, the remake that they did with uh, Mackay Pfeiffer, that one's okay. But this one, the original with um, Billy D. Williams and James Caan, that one by far is... It exceeds it, and I really, really love it. So, um, that's that's number four on my list. 
Uh, number three on my list. Now this one, I kind of go back and forth with the with number three and number two for me. But number three, I'm going to go with Remember the Titans. Now once again, Remember the Titans. This is you know the Disney movie, very uplifting. Love it. Um, love Denzel Washington in it. Um, I think one of my favorite lines in it. I kind of say it to people even at work when uh, if I'm I'm chatting with somebody at work and they're like you know you know something's happening and and I'm not saying in general but I love it when the two best guys on the team are talking and and he's just like why should I bust my team you know why should I bust my my butt for the team and 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 and, and he's just like well that's the worst attitude I've ever heard and he's just like well attitude reflects reflects leadership captain and I love that line because it's right I mean it says so much right there in such a small line that it kind of goes with anything I mean, people can have bad attitudes, but sometimes your attitude does reflect the leadership that you're getting, either, you know, on other teams, at work, you know, things like that. So I I think it's just a small line way that, you know, it really affects me. It always kind of makes me step back and think, yeah, that's right. But the way that team was brought together, what they did, um, I realize there's a little bit of, you know, poetic license in making the movie cuz stuff that's based on true stories I always go lo- I always love to go back and check the what it's based on and what really happened. Now, you know, if you want to look go ahead, but uh, you know, yeah, that team, that TC Williams team did win the state title and I know in the movie it makes it look like it was so close cuz I remember watching them like I really want to see a 70-yard end around go for a touchdown. I mean, that's amazing. As like the last play of the game, your defense would be back. So somebody should be back there, even with all the the great angles and blocks they did. I'm just like, how does that go? I'm, I'm talking about that with my friend. I'm like, how does that go for a touchdown? So I looked it up, and it's just like, yeah, they won the state finals against that team, but they actually kicked the crap out of that team. I mean, that game wasn't even that close. So I'm just like, okay, little poetic license there. So it kind of takes a little uh, takes a little tinge off the movie for me but still it's a great movie it's number three on my top five list so like i said my number two it kind of goes back and forth at times depending on how i feel and um number two with me um is is the program now i love the program it's just it's i saw it you know i saw it it came out when i was in high school and yes i saw it with the original clip of like the kids laying in the road and then they took it out because dumb kids were actually going out and laying in the road and and getting hit by a car but other than that the movie's still great uh, i love it i know it's a little over dramatic but one of the lines in that movie that i that i really really love is where the backup quarterback's trying to get back on the team and and, and the coach James Conn is like, but when was the last time you ever saw eighty thousand people show up to do a do a damn chemistry experiment? And that's right. That pretty much, you know, states college football to a T. That's why people go to the games. I mean, and we, we know, you know, why people are. You know, we hear student athlete, and we know there's there's a lot of smart young adults that go to college to learn other trades other than you know than be there for sports. Even the kids playing sports are there. Most of them are learning you know, another profession because they're not going to be a professional athlete. But it seems like that line right there, when's the last time you had 80,000 people show up for a chemistry experiment, it pretty much just puts everything into, you know, for me kind of into perspective. It's just like, yeah, you're right. That's why sports and college are such big business. And that's why everybody's, you know, looking, you know, looking for it. That's why everybody kind of is, is hoping that the college football season goes off this, this year, even with the pro football season. 
because it is big business and people like to lose themselves. Either you pick up a fan of one team, like once again, like Derek's a big fan of Michigan. I'm a big fan of Michigan. I did not go to the University of Michigan, but I'm a big fan. But there's big alumni bases for any school that just love their college and and want to you know watch watch their football team play. I'm I'm a lot of friends with Michigan State fans, Ohio State fans. Still, it's one of those things we're just hoping that football happens this year so we can watch it. Um, but yeah, the program is another one of my favorite movies. I love how over dramatic it is. Obviously, it, you know there are there's probably once again little um little poetic license with stuff there. You know, making it a little more than what actually happens. But still, once again, I never played college football, but I know the practices can be tough. You know, I have you know plenty of friends that did play college football, and they said yeah, some of it's like that, but yeah, some of it's not that bad. So, still a great movie. I love it. So that's one of those movies that's I'm, I'm going to throw it in here probably pretty soon as well. So there's so many good movies. Once again, I'm only giving you my top five, but there are a few that did miss the cut, which, um, you know, debate me on Twitter. If these fit, if you think mine are stupid, that's fine. Once again, my Twitter is at uh, Grifka DKC, but just a few that missed the cut that I love as well. Um, you know, Friday Night Lights, you know, I love that movie. Um, All the Right Moves, back from the early 80s with Tom Cruise, once again, high school football movie that's, you know, in in western Pennsylvania. It's just another great movie. Uh, The original Longest Yard with Burt Reynolds, you know, that movie has Joe Kappen from the old Minnesota Vikings. Um, Ray Nitschke's in it. He's one of the the, um, guys on on the guards team as well. You know, the old Green Bay Packers middle linebacker. Uh, the remake with Adam Sandler's not, you know, not too bad. I'll I'll watch that movie a little bit from time to time, but the original Longest Yard with Burt Reynolds is so much better. Um, I mean, you're going to bring up Rudy, you know, The Express. You know, those are great movies as well. But uh, once again, they're just right outside my top five. So my favorite football movie of all time, and I really love it, and I know if you've seen it or if if maybe you disagree, but, and that's North Dallas 40 with uh, Nick Nolte. Now, North Dallas 40 is written, actually based on a book written by Pete Gent. Uh, Pete Gent played basketball at the Michigan State University, and the Dallas Cowboys drafted him to play wide receiver. So he was, he played on the Dallas Cowboys for um, a number of years, and um, the quarterback in North Dallas 40 is uh, loosely based on Dandy Don Meredith from the old Cowboys team, and obviously the coach is based on Tom Landry at that time. Now, that's one of those movies. I'm, once again, I'm sure the games, the practices, this is like late 70s football. So some of the stuff that, you know, shown in the movies where, like, the two offensive linemen are talking about taking out the, the defensive tackle, you know, kind of like a cheap play to bust up his knee because he was, you know, the defensive tackle for the Chicago team has been pretty much abusing them all night and getting back to the quarterback and, you know, disrupting plays all evening. So, obviously, the coach of the, the North Dallas team is chewing their butt out saying, you got to handle this guy. So, they kind of, you know, conspire to, you know, do a dirty play to hurt him and take him out of the game. And just... I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't want to think that happens. I want to think that you know all guys are noble, but you hear things, so it probably could happen. And then other things like where there's the rookies on the team. They're I guess treated a little different. I know they're treated different now, but still, it seemed like the older guys aren't looking to help them. You know, I, I've said that before. The thought process: this young guy's here to, you know, take my job. I got to watch out for him, so I'm not going to, you know, help him learn the ropes. It seems like the NFL is a little different now. Um, I could be wrong, but it just seems like there's a lot more older guys taking young guys under the wings, where 
as opposed to that time where the money wasn't there like it is today. Maybe that's why they did it. They had to keep playing just for the paycheck where the young guys aren't, are not, you know, treated the same where they're kind of pushed down. It's like, you know, this is my rep. You stay out. I got this. Even though that guy could be better, the older Grizzly veteran wants to be out there to make sure that he keeps his spot on the team. That's shown in the movie as well. You know, waking up the next morning after a game all banged up and dinged up. I mean, we've, we've all heard those stories, but Nick Nolte does it so well. You know, he's laying in his bathtub the next morning, you know, just laying there just trying to loosen up because he's so banged up. And the line that I love the most in that is near the end of the movie where John Matuzak's in the movie and, you know, it, it's it's where he grabs the coach. Charles Durning's playing, like, one of the coaches on the team. He's not the head coach. He's one of, like, the offense coordinator or something. He just grabs him and he's just like, every time I call it a game, you call it a business. And every time I call it a business, you call it a game. And even to this day, I still think, you know, it's thought of that way where... We think of it as a game, but and I know me and Derek talk about it. We talk about the salaries of guys. It's a business. You can't hold on to guys too long. Pay them when you can. You know, back there in the 70s, it's probably even more than that. Even today, and, and I know we've, when Logan's been honest, he said, even guys know what they're worth now. Like, younger guys know what they're worth, and their agents know what they're worth. So it is more of a business. It's more of what their livelihood is. Even back then, guys were doing that. But like guys like us, we just want to see a game. You know, we lo- we love the game. It's the game. We love to watch the game of football where these guys are out there, you know, blood, sweat, and tears getting banged up, you know, in practice getting beat up, you know, hoping they don't, you know, injure something, you know, pull something, tear something where they're out or, you know, career ending. You know, this is their livelihood. So when John Matuzak grabs, you know, Charles Durning by, by his, his shirt and says that to him, I still think it holds true today. And it's just a great movie. You know, I love North Dallas 40. I think it's really... You know, I think it's really under the radar, um, simply because a lot of good movies have come out. I've named off a bunch of good movies where you people are like, you know, that's so much better than that movie, or maybe there's a few I haven't named off that you like instead. But, you know, feel free, you know, let me know. It's Like I said, it's that time of year. I realize these movies have nothing to do with the Detroit Lions. It's just football season. And these are movies I tend to watch when football season, you know, gets rolling around where preseason games are happening and I watch a quarter and I'm tired of it. I'm going to go throw in a football movie, and it's one of those movies. I have a number of football movies, and but those are my top five. It seems like I watch those at some point every year. You know, I realize a lot of them are on TV all the time as well, and I'll stop and watch them for a little bit when they are on. But um, once again, if you have a different list, if you if you don't like some of my, my thoughts, hit me up on Twitter, at GrifkaDKC, and um, we can kind of talk it out and debate it on there because, once again, you may have something that you like that I didn't that uh, I didn't mention, or there's a, you know, you just don't like something that I have and you just think it's uh, not that great a movie. So that's okay, though. You know, reasonable minds can differ. So uh, once again, uh, football season's upon us, and I hope everything turns out well and we get some football, you know, season going here soon. I realize no preseason games, so uh, it might... uh, football early in the season might not be that great, but everybody's just trying to stay healthy, you know, happy, you know, hope everyone well, you know, Lions fans, you know, drink it in. We're here for you guys. Um, and I will uh, talk to me and Derek. will be back together next week. So, uh, everybody have a great weekend. Uh, this is Griff and thanks for listening and uh, have a great weekend. Bye. Drink it in, man.